well met everyone. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a podcast by a nerd for other nerds that love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather and I'll be your host as we journey into the wondrous land of information. everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. I apologize if my voice sounds weird at any point during this episode. As I've mentioned on several other episodes, I live in California and I'm not in one of the fire zones right now, but I live not too, too far away from one of them. So there's been a lot of smoke in the air and it's kind of messing with my nose and my voice. So if I sound weird, that's why and I apologize, but I can't do a whole lot about it, unfortunately. Uh, for this week's topic, I wanted to go back to my sort of animal lover slash veterinary roots. So I'm going to be talking about Thanksgiving pet safety. It's next week on Thursday, as I'm sure all of you in the U.S. are aware. And it's a big holiday. There's always a lot of family around. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of delicious food but there are things about Thanksgiving as a holiday that can also pose threats for our pets. So it's something that I think is good to know, and that's what I'm going to be talking about this week. Also, we're almost at the end of the Nerdsmith Nerdsgiving fundraiser for the Trevor Project. So instead of putting it in the mid-roll, I'll probably talk about it there too briefly, but I want to mention it now. You can go to nerdsmith.org slash Trevor to find out more information about how you can donate. If you want to donate to support my show, Geek Thyself, then you can donate under the Nerdsmith Directors tab because I'm one of the directors and so all of us just sort of pooled all our shows together. Otherwise, we'd have like six different shows that all of us work on that would be different donation spots, which just seemed a little too confusing to us. So we did one for all the directors instead. It's a great cause. They support LGBTQ plus youth. They have suicide prevention hotlines and crisis intervention hotlines. They have safe spaces for everyone from 13 to 24 to discuss and talk with their peers who are also LGBTQ plus or allies. It's a really great organization. Their website is thetrevorproject.org if you want to find out more about them before donating. And please, I really encourage you to look into it and think about it if that is something that you support. Hopefully you do because it's equal rights. But if not, you know, everyone's allowed to have their opinion. At the bottom line, though, they are suicide prevention and crisis intervention. So regardless of whether or not you approve of that particular lifestyle, this organization is trying to prevent young people from ending their lives, which is a very big deal and I think a cause that universally most people can get behind. So please look into it, nerdsmith.org slash Trevor for more information. And with that, let's get into this week's topic. So I already told you I'm going to be talking about Thanksgiving safety for your pets. One of the big, big things about Thanksgiving in particular is all the food, which, I mean, personally, I completely understand. The food is delicious. It's amazing. There's a lot of great dishes that are served at Thanksgiving. Turkey. Ugh, I love turkey. But the problem is that some of those things that are served and are very popular can also be very unhealthy for our pets. So the first safety concern I want to talk about is Thanksgiving food. So starting from the beginning with things like hors d'oeuvres and snacks. 
it can be really tempting for a family. I know I have family members, my dad in particular, who love to give animals treats. So if you're having a lot of family over to your house, then obviously that's one concern. Now, personally, my husband and I don't let our animals, our dogs or our cats, have human food because we know there's a lot of things in them that can cause them problems. And also because we just don't want them constantly begging, which is something that our cats may not do, but our dogs totally would. If you happen to be the one hosting for the holiday, then there are some things you can do that are fairly straightforward that would also let you control what people are giving your pets. One thing I would encourage you to do, especially if you have that one particular family member or friend who just always wants to give the pets treats, is have a little bowl or container of treats that you consider safe and okay for your pet to have sitting out for people to have access to. However, if you do that, I also recommend making sure that the amount inside that container is an amount you're okay with your pet getting. Because if a child gets a hold of it, or if an overzealous family member gets a hold of it, and they give the cat or dog the entire thing, you want to make sure that it's not so ridiculously large an amount that it's going to make them sick or anything like that. So, you know, if you're giving them, for example, little dog biscuits or something, you know, if you have a larger dog, maybe go to the store. I know like Petco and PetSmart have those uh, treat bar things they have where you can load up a bag with like bulk dog treats and they have some really really small ones so you could get a scoop or two of those small ones put them in a container and just tell your family okay guys this is what you can feed the dog when you come over please don't give them any human food we don't want them getting anything they're not supposed to or you could do the same thing for cat treats get a little bag of cat treats put it somewhere and just tell your family when you come over you can give them these but don't give them anything else that's one good option now, if you're going over to someone else's house for the holiday and bringing your pet with you, then obviously I would check with them what kind of treats they have. Because if you're going over there and they have their own pets, they may already have this handled. They may already have a little thing of treats that are safe for the pets. You don't know until you ask. If they don't have something like that, or if they give their pet human food and you don't want yours to have any, then I would still say get the treats, take them with you. When you get there, just flat out say, hey, please only give these to my dog. And just make sure that at least the adults that you suspect might be the biggest culprits know about those treats. Because then it will help cut down on how many non-regulated things your pet is getting. Children in any situation around the holidays are obviously sort of the less controllable factor when it comes to your pet safety. Sorry about that. Mowgli apparently doesn't like that I'm telling you guys not to give human food to the cats. Anyway, one of the things you can do with children, I think, again, depending on whether or not you think they're going to leave the animals alone or not, would be to give the children their own little bags of treats to give to the pets. Now, all of this that I'm going over depends largely on how much you're worried about it and also how much you want to control it. That varies depending on the pet owner, so I'm not saying you have to do these things by any means, but they are ideas that you can implement to try to make everything go smoother if you want to. Little treat bags to give the kids and say, hey, this is what you can give the puppy, this is what you can give the kitty, you know, that kind of thing where they know, okay, this is okay, and then just try to impress upon them not to give the animal anything else besides what you gave them. 
Hopefully, if there are children over, then they have some parental supervision. But, you know, depending on how big the house is, depending on how many people are at the family gathering, it is possible for the parent or you to lose sight of the pet or child and or both. In which case, hopefully the kid would then give the pet the treats you had already provided them with. So that's another option. And again, I already said it, but this is like maximum level of prevention. You can do anything in between all the way down to not preventing the child from giving your pet food at all or the adults from giving your pet food. But I would recommend caution with that because a lot of the things that get put on food at Thanksgiving, things like onion and garlic, even salt, are not good for your pets, especially in larger amounts. And depending on what kind of foods are present, there can even be foods which with nothing else added to them are really, really not safe for your pet. I did a whole episode on uh, different household items that can cause problems for your pets. But one thing in particular, for example, is if you have any desserts around that have raisins or chocolate in them, both of those are bad for your cats and dogs. So those are not good things to let anyone give to your animals, regardless of how much, because depending on the animal and how sensitive they are, which is not always size-based, there can be a lot of complications. The salt is a concern because if they get way, way too much salt, they can still have very severe effects from it. I know someone who, as a child, his dog got outside and basically ate the remains of a ham that was in a neighbor's trash can. And it and their dog ended up passing away because there was so much salt and probably some spices also, but primarily the salt. There was so much sodium in that ham that it completely messed up his system and their dog ended up having to be put to sleep because of it. So it's really something to watch carefully. Obviously, that's an extreme example, but nonetheless, trying to prevent your pets from getting into the human food, which could potentially be harmful for them, is a really good idea. One option, of course, is if you're going to someone else's house, leave your pet at home. Now, most of the time, I'm assuming you're not going to take your cat with you, unless you're going home for the holidays, like as a college student or something. But if you're an adult and you can leave your pet at home because you're just going to be going back at the end of the night, then... I encourage you to do that if possible. If it's at your house, you can cordon off your animals or something like that if you need to prevent them from getting into the human food. Or, like I said, just offer up alternatives so that your animal-loving friends that have come over have something to give the pet that isn't going to cause them a problem. Okay, so that's pretty much it for food. I've gone over a lot of food safety concerns with pets before, but just a real quick list of things that you need to watch out for around any holiday, honestly. But in particular, around Thanksgiving, there's a lot of food out. So chocolate, raisins, alcohol. Any kind of alcohol can potentially cause alcohol poisoning for your pet. Also, coffee and tea, anything with caffeine. They're a lot smaller than us, so a smaller amount of caffeine can still cause them a problem. Bread. Certain types of bread, especially if it's not cooked yet, because the yeast can hang out in their system and ferment and cause alcohol poisoning that way. So that's a problem. Also things like onion and garlic. Those are spices that very commonly get used at Thanksgiving on lots of different things, in mashed potatoes, all that kind of stuff. 
So that's another thing to watch out for. Those particular spices are not good for them. Salt in large doses, not good for them. So things like ham that have a lot of salt, if you do give them any, it needs to be a really small amount. And then also another one that a lot of people don't think about necessarily is milk, any milk product. So um, not so much cheese, although that could stop them up a little bit, just like it can us, but things like cream or butter or anything like that, too much lactose, which their system doesn't always process as well, can cause them some GI upset. So they're not necessarily going to have severe, severe health issues, but you might end up seeing some vomiting and or diarrhea. And actually that goes for any food that they get into that they don't usually have. You run the risk of vomiting and or diarrhea because their stomachs can get really upset just like ours do when you change up their diet too much. So all of those are reasons to try to prevent your pet from getting into the food. And especially, like I said, at Thanksgiving, there's so much food everywhere that this really is a big concern, you know, and also people, because they eat so much, they fall asleep. Well, if you have a dog or cat that likes to sneak food from people's plates, then you may want to try to lock them up in a different room and keep them separate or just make sure that if any of your relatives or family fall asleep on the couch with food still on their plate, that you remove it as quickly as possible. Along those same lines, chicken bones, most people realize, are a problem for dogs and cats because they can splinter and cause a lot of issues when they're trying to eat them. But turkey bones, because they're also a type of poultry, have the same quality. So if your dog or cat starts chewing on the turkey bones, then that can cause them all sorts of issues with swallowing the bone pieces. If they swallow too big a chunk, which is usually more of a dog problem, then you run the risk of it perforating, which means popping through in the stomach or the intestines or something like that, which is just for obvious reasons, not a good situation. So trying to keep them away from all those kinds of things is also really important. Also, I mentioned that I have that friend whose dog got into the neighbor's trash Take your trash out often if you have a dog or cat that will go into the trash can. Try to make sure that you don't leave a bunch of chicken bones or a bunch of scraps that they're going to try to get into available in a spot where you know they can get into the trash can. One of our cats, for example, Mowgli, the one who's constantly yelling in the background, he has figured out how to knock over our kitchen trash can. We still use the trash can because it's a perfectly good trash can otherwise, and honestly, the dogs don't even try to get into it. But Mowgli has figured out how to jump on top of it and knock the whole thing over, especially if there's any kind of chicken or chicken bones inside the trash can. So my husband and I have had to get really good about remembering to take chicken stuff directly out to the trash can outside. Please, please think about doing that at these holidays if you have a pet who also likes to try to get into the trash can. Because obviously you're probably going to be keeping an eye on the table and the counters and things, but you don't always think about the fact that they can get into the trash can as well. And also, especially with the bones, that's where the bones are going to end up ultimately because we don't eat them. So the dogs and cats can go after the bones inside the trash can, which can still cause them the problems. So please keep all that in mind. And then I'll be back after the break with more Thanksgiving safety tips for your pets. Okay, so again, I want to talk about nerds giving. 
Nerdsgiving is the Nerdsmith fundraiser. It ran from the 1st, and now it's going to go till the 15th. So that's Thursday. It's, it ends on Thursday. We're raising money for the Trevor Project, which is a suicide prevention and crisis intervention foundation that works with LGBTQ plus youth. They have a lot of great programs, including 24-hour hotlines all over the world. They also have a thing they call Trevor Space, which is basically a social media platform specifically for LGBTQ plus youth and their allies. They help people from ages 13 all the way up to 24 there and on their other sources. It's a great, great charity. We're so happy to be supporting them. We've actually already raised $2,400 plus for them, and we're, we're trying to make it even further. We've got a couple days left. By the time this episode airs, which is the 14th, we'll have one day left. So please go to nerdsmith.org Trevor to find out more about donating and if you want to support my show specifically you can go to the nerdsmith directors section which is what i am i'm one of the nerdsmith directors and so all of us that are directors put our shows all under the same grouping just to make it easier so things like wand radio things like shenanigans countless heroes and then my show geek thyself all fall under the nerdsmith directors section so if you want to support any of those shows through our team please go there there's a donate here button it's really easy to follow we tried to make it as straightforward as possible we had a bunch of non-nerdsmith shows and creators join us kajari's curious crafts joined us and so did seasons of skyrend just to name two of them. We also obviously have a ton of Nerdsmith shows doing it. And our sponsor, World Anvil, which I've talked about so much, also has helped us raise money for the Trevor Project. So thank you to everyone who did help out. You also were entered in daily prize giveaways if you donate before the 15th or on the 15th. So if you're interested in winning great prizes, which I have a lot of in my house and there's a lot of awesome stuff, then I would recommend going and checking that out. Even if you just donate a dollar, if that's all you can afford to do, one dollar helps the Trevor Project fund one minute of the hotline or one minute of the web access help that they give to LGBTQ plus youth. So even one dollar helps because sometimes that one minute can be the difference between someone staying alive and not. So please, please go to nerdsmith.org slash Trevor to find out more information about Nerdsgiving 2018. And with that, let's get back into this week's topic. Okay, so I talked about all of the food safety concerns at Thanksgiving, and now I'm going to talk about some of the other things. Okay, first one, decorations. Thanksgiving decorations can be really pretty. They're really attractive. I recommend caution with some of them. Any sort of plant display that has living plants, then I would recommend going to the ASPCA website where they have a plant list of what's safe and what's not because any plant you bring into your house whether it's the dog or the cat you might have to worry about them nibbling on it and some of those things can be very toxic so any sort of plant decorations please go look at their website and find out if it's safe for your animal especially especially if you have one like my Bengal Mowgli who loves to chew on plants because 
if I bring anything in the house that's plant-based, I have to look first. Otherwise, I run the risk of him eating it and getting really sick. So definitely recommend checking on that. Also with decorations, anything that has ribbons or strings on it, I recommend caution and at least keep a close eye on it and make sure your pet's not chewing on it. Any kind of ribbon or string, I talked about this in a previous episode, so I'm not going to go into tons of detail, but if your animal swallows something like that, it can become twisted inside their intestines. Any ribbon, any string, rubber bands, elastic hair bands, anything like that that can become stretchy or stringy can get caught inside their intestines and cause them major, major problems, which can require life-saving surgeries. That's right, surgery. It has to go in and be surgically removed in some cases, and sometimes that even involves cutting open the intestines to remove the items and untwist everything. Otherwise, your cat or dog could die. So please watch carefully any sort of strings or ribbons. I cannot stress that enough. I am lucky that I have not had to deal with too, too many of them at work, and my pet's because I know it's a problem. My pets have not really eaten too many things like that or come into contact with them. I pick up rubber bands every time I see them and throw them in the trash. They don't even exist in my house because I don't want to run the risk of it. But for the purposes of Thanksgiving and decorations, keeping an eye on that is also a really, really good idea. Along the same lines also is anything with wires. So if you're one of those people who likes to put up like the garlands that have the lights on them, things like that. Anything with a wire, you should also be careful of if you know your pet likes to chew on those kinds of things, because obviously you don't want your pet electrocuting themselves. I think most of the time, unless you're talking about like a puppy or a kitten, it's less of a concern, but it's still something to keep in mind. Okay, so the last two concerns for pet safety that I want to talk about with Thanksgiving are both I mean, they pretty much go with any holiday, but in particular at ones like this where there's lots of people, it's more of an issue. The first one is stress, especially for cats. I know stress can be something that triggers different health issues, and I'm sure there's some that can be stress triggered for dogs as well. So the stress of having all of these people over to your house or the stress of taking your pet somewhere else for a party can definitely aggravate symptoms of these issues. It can cause them a lot of just stress in general. So even if they're not, you know, injured, it can make them really unhappy or uncomfortable and just miserable. And there are things you can do to try to mitigate this stress. One big thing is especially for cats, but also for shyer or more nervous dogs, Give them a space where the family and friends are not going to be. So if people are coming over to your house, maybe make your bedroom off limits or make a back room that you know you're not going to use off limits. Put up like a baby gate or something to keep encourage people not to go in there. Let your pets stay back there where it's calmer and quieter and less hectic. That's one good option. There's also things you can buy online or on the at the store at the pet store that can help things like pheromone sprays i think i've talked about them before but there's a feline pheromone spray called feel away you can buy a version of it at pet stores i think they call it comfort zone but basically it's the pheromone they release when they're happy and content and i know there's a dog version as well though i cannot remember the name of it right now but that's something you can get that will just help take the edge off 
They make diffusers as well as sprays that you can put on blankets and bedding. So that's one option to try to decrease the stress for them. Another thing you can get, and you might want to talk to your vet about this, in some cases there are different medications that can be given to the animals that will take the edge off and just calm them down a little bit and make them less stressed. That is definitely something to discuss with your veterinarian because what's recommended for your pet is going to vary depending on their health issues. But that is another thing you can look into. We get questioned about it sometimes, you know, especially at times like uh, 4th of July with the fireworks and everything. And there are medications that your vet can send home provided it's safe for your pet. So you just have to ask them. The other problem with having a lot of people over to your house is the fact that you have to worry about them constantly opening and closing the doors. For me in particular, our, my cats are indoor only. They do not go outside. And my dogs go outside, but only in the backyard. We don't let them run around the front yard or anything. We don't have a front yard fence. So for me, one big concern anytime we have people over is where are the dogs? Where are the cats? If the dogs are outside in the backyard, then I don't worry too much about someone opening and closing the front door as long as they're keeping an eye out for the cats. But especially if you're hosting and there's tons of people coming over to your house, it is something to keep in mind. You may want to put a note somewhere that says, please look for the dog, please look for the cat before you open the door, please close the door securely behind you. You know, all those kinds of things are really easy. They don't necessarily detract from the decor or anything like that, depending on how you do it, if that's a concern. But that's a way to help prevent your pets from getting outside and getting lost. During the holidays, that is a time when a lot of people's pets will go missing. And part of the reason is because you have so many people coming in and out of the house that don't normally do so that they don't catch that the animal has gotten past them. Or you're saying goodbye to someone and you're hugging in the doorway. The dog or cat sneaks past you and gets out front and you don't notice. All of these kinds of things can happen, so it's definitely something to keep in mind during the holidays, especially Thanksgiving or Christmas. Along those same lines, again, children are not necessarily going to catch it as quickly as an adult. So if you know there's going to be a lot of kids over to your house for the holidays, then again, either securing your animals in a back room where you know they're not going to be able to get out the front door or possibly putting a child-safe doorknob situation on your door. I don't remember what they're called, but there's a couple different ones. I know I've seen some, they look like a, almost like an apple. They're round and they fit over your doorknob, and they make it so you have to squeeze in a very particular way in order to be able to turn the doorknob. So obviously, if you have a lot of kids that are coming over that are younger, that's one thing you can do to prevent them from being able to go in and out the front or back door. And honestly, if you're having a lot of kids over to your house that don't normally come over, it's not a bad idea to do things like that anyway for the child safety also, especially if you're in any sort of area that has like a lot of stairs out the door, like an apartment, or if you're going to be having the party anywhere near major streets, it's not a bad idea just in case because, you know, kids are playing, they're goofing off, they're running around and enjoying getting to see their friends and their cousins. They're not always going to be, I hesitate to say as well behaved because it's not so much that. It's just that they're so excited that they may not be paying as much attention to what they're doing as they would normally. 
and you can run into concerns, such as the animals getting outside or even the kids getting outside. So some child safety things like that are not a bad idea, especially if you're hosting. If you're going to someone else's house, then in terms of the stress factor, one option, depending on what your setup is like and how long you're going to be gone, is leave the pets at home. If it's just for the day, then leaving your dog at home or leaving your cat at home is not such a big deal. If you're going to be gone for multiple days in a row, then obviously you may have to find an alternative. But if you're really worried about the stress factor of taking your pet to a family member's house, then you could look into things like having a pet sitter, boarding your animal somewhere that they've stayed before that you know they don't mind. If your animal is one of those ones that just really stresses and does not do well in a boarding situation, then, you know, maybe take them with you. But if you have your own room at the house you're going to, keep your pet in your room when people are over. That way, if they're stressing out, they don't have to interact with strangers, which is always easier for them in general, especially cats, I know, don't always like strangers. So keep them in their own room where your stuff is, everything will smell like you, it'll be better. Or, you know, make sure that if you do take them out, especially for the dogs, put them on a leash because then they'll stay next to you very easily. You don't have to worry about that as much. You know, you don't have to worry about them running off and getting un into something and possibly damaging something in your relatives or friend's house. You know, all those kinds of things. So again, everything I've gone over in this episode, a lot of it depends on what your pet's personality is like for all the stress factors what the environment is going to be like where you're going, how long you're going to be gone for, if you're hosting. But I tried to sort of cover a large range of different potential issues so that there are things you can keep in mind as we go into this Thanksgiving holiday. Because definitely pet safety is a concern for a lot of us. And unfortunately, with all the chaos of the holidays, I do think sometimes it gets forgotten a little bit. So Hopefully this has been a helpful episode for you and I'm going to go ahead and call it good for this topic, but I'll be back next week to talk to you soon. Please remember to check out all the other wonderful shows and productions that we have at nerdsmith.org. You can submit questions or topic suggestions to me on Twitter at amethyst underscore magic with a CK or you can email me at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. I'll be back next week with a new and interesting topic. Until then, don't forget to geek thyself. That's forgotten the meaning of hero. We're not actually helping that much. It's like a cardboard box. It's all old and kind of ratty. Um, I believe there might be some mistake. I said proctor equipment. Yeah, no, this this is it. Bronze badge, lost and found. Here you go. Mm. <laughs> and the arrow didn't hit bone, so you can reuse it. Reuse the bone? We're looking for a dragon named the Scottish play. There's only so much that editing can do. <laughs> Is there someone else we can talk to? Nobody quite as cheerful as Robin. You mean they get worse? And more privileged, yes. Don't
Stone Coast Railway, Kyle. <laughs> Come to the Stone Coast Railway. Come on, Kyle. He seemed excited by the prospect. He was, and then he found out that it devalues the painting, and that kind of broke his heart a little bit. His little heart a little bit. <laughs> yeah, how's that feel? Take that. Bad. <laughs> Talk? Was that? Oh, no. Was there, was there a joke was, in there, yeah. Kyle? Did no, you wanna, you no wanna, I'm fine. Do you want to take another swing at that one? Shenanigans. An actual play D&D podcast available on nerdsmith.org or wherever you get your podcasts.